What's good, guys? Your boy Brandon back again another episode of the Honor Run Podcast. And this week, all the way from California, we have Mr. The More Dangerous the Neighborhood, the Better the Food, Mexi Papa in the house. Thank you, brother, for having me. Pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for coming out here. Thank you for showing love to Vegas. And thank you for showing us uh, the love and coming on our show. No, appreciate this. Yeah. Uh, so we've, we've already had a little bit of time talking. Uh, we were at a shoot together yesterday, but... Yes. I want to break it down a little bit closer, uh, break the ice a little bit. So I have a few quick fire questions we want to start sure, with. Go for it. So just whatever the first thing that comes to your mind, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, what was your favorite food as a kid? Tacos. Tacos. What is the most exotic or unusual food you've ever had? I would have to say uh, alligator and eyeballs. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> what food combination sounds weird, but is actually amazing? Ooh. You know, I had that in Vegas here. It was birria and pozole together. Okay. And it was surprisingly very delicious. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. What's your favorite food to make at home? Carne con chile. Carne con chile. If you were to die tomorrow, God forbid, what would be your last meal? Okay. This is going to sound weird to uh, people. Some uh, frijoles recién hechos with some chicharrones. Una salsa de molcajete. Handmade tortillas and a freaking ice cold Coke. <laughs> that brother is, is the ultimate. Thing. It's undefeated. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. So uh, obviously you're here in Las Vegas, but most of your content you make in California, but you also travel like all across the country. Yes. I wanted to ask you, um, you've been here, you told me to Vegas quite a few mm -hmm. times within the last few years. How have you seen Vegas evolve in terms of like the cuisine and the culinary experience and where would you rank it currently among the cities in the United States? You know, I, I always admire, like, whenever I visit a city, I, I always check out the, the food scene on the streets. Uh, all cities have restaurants, big restaurants, chains, and steakhouses, and, you know, seafood, whatever. But the street food, to me, is what I focus in. Uh, coming, been coming here to Vegas for uh, many years, I started to see and develop little by little. And, and I love what I'm seeing. For instance, whenever you can say, you know what, I can find just about any guy on the street, right. that means you got it going on. But Vegas, you remember years ago, all you could find in Vegas was just tacos. Yeah. But now, it's like carnitas, oh damn, tortas, you know, you got this, you got that. And, and so that's how you see that it's growing. So it's, it's getting up there. I, I wouldn't put it up there, but it's getting up there. Cities in the U.S. with, I would say, the best freaking street food. L.A., of course. Of course. <laughs> and then uh, restaurants, restaurants. I'll probably put Chicago up there. Chicago and Tucson. Oh, wow. Tucson. Yeah. Tucson is one of those cities that I used to criticize. But uh, I, I actually, you know, because uh, Arizona in general, I used to go to Phoenix a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. I used to go to Phoenix a lot. And Phoenix has a lot of L.A. food. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of people that, that, that were in L.A., mm -hmm. and uh, they failed in L.A., and they went to Phoenix, and they succeeded. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's almost so, like, not, not to insult them, but it's almost like a second tier. Exactly. Okay. So you, you go to Phoenix, and you find a lot of Cali tacos, mm. uh, California burritos, everything Cali, Cali. But Tucson is like, this is Arizona, this is Tucson food. They got the, the, the Sonora Desert, Sonora, Sonora inspired a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. Handmade tortillas, very rustic. They use a lot of chilies. But I went there and I was blown away. So right now they got Chicago, Tucson, and L.A. as the three best cities for, for Mexicans. Yeah. But like I said, Vegas, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing, the movement here in Vegas that I'm, that I'm trying to see. Of course. So came here this week, loved it. Coming back here in a couple of weeks, and I want to be back here may maybe like once a month at least mm -hmm. because I want to check out all the food. I right, mean, yeah. I, I, I came here, and they're like, okay, here's some food. And I'm like, damn, hey, man, but we got this, we got this, we got that. what? Yeah, we got too I many got, things to I try all, on one, yeah. and all in one weekend. Got to come back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're always happy to have you here. And speaking on that movement, seeing Vegas grow, I hear a lot of, bit, I hear a lot of things about L.A., and, of course, L.A. is, like, I would say the mecca of street food. It's the mm -hmm. mecca of a lot of things, entertainment, fashion, things like we do, podcasting, stuff like that. But it's also kind of almost gotten too big where the 
where people kind of like start attacking each other, eating each other. And it's like the big fish will take out the smaller fish. What advice would you have to those of us who are kind of more or less self-appointed in terms of guiding Vegas through that growth, through that next stage? Uh, how do we prevent that from happening? Um, two words, brother. Unity and humble. Being humble. Um, I was I was fortunate to see L.A. when the when the street food took off. It was a big boom, and I want to say maybe about eight years ago is when L.A. really went at it. I mean, right now you can find just about anything you can think of. You find it on the street. Right. You you see guys making freaking uh, with a walk making Chinese food <laughs> on the street. You yeah. be driving and you see that big old pot just flipping <laughs> and fire and. You go there, you get, you get your orange chicken and your compound chicken. You got other guys making Italian mm -hmm. food. Crazy. But, you know, you hit it right in the nose. It's, it's right away, they start biting at each other. Um, something that I've been kind of vocal about, but it's, it's one mm -hmm. of those topics where kind of nobody wants to talk about. Um, people talk about, you know, uh, street vendors being attacked. Uh, racism, right. police, but the biggest problem that we have is within ourselves. That is the biggest problem that we have in LA, but nobody wants to talk about it. Like the saying, el, el enemigo más grande es mexicano, yes, es otro mexicano. Es otro mexicano. And you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to talk about it. You know how many times I've seen somebody doing good and then uh, a guy a couple blocks down the street sees his business dropping and then he'll get in, uh, he'll go ahead and hire some people to so come over here and hurt them. That's so common in LA. Even, even, uh, and I'll even go as far as saying this, like I said, and I don't mind uh, ruffling feathers. <laughs> even foodies. You know, when I started doing this, I thought it was a big, nice family. Even foodies are biting at each other. Right. You know, and, 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 and for me, it makes me sad because I'm about unity, uniting. You know, collabing, helping a business. And uh, he, I mean, in the last three, four years, hundreds, not probably thousands of foodies have come into the scene. But a lot of them are coming in with the wrong mentality. You know, wrong mentality as far as they want to grow. They want right. to be the only ones. They want to control. And then they see you, competition, and how can I, how can I bring them down? Right. Come on, man. And, and that's a problem, you know, that we have in L.A. I started this, uh, this segment called Five Foodies, Five Destinations, One City. And the reason why I started a segment, I mean, simple, is I wanted to unite foodies. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, um, to be able to showcase city, help those businesses. And I, the first show that I did, I did it in Guadalajara. And it was beautiful, brother, because all I did was DM one food blogger, and like that, he had me five lined up. And then when I went, all those five foodies, they were all got together, and they will get together and help businesses. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So I wanted to bring, do that show in L.A., and we got thousands of foodies, and I don't think I can find five foodies that will collab with me. Wow. Do you believe that? That's, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> insane. A city as big as LA with yes. as many foodies as exist. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give platforms to, you know, my people, mm -hmm. right? But in LA, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, a buddy of mine that's, uh, he's, he's what, Korean, Chinese, mm -hmm. another white guy that I know. But my people are people so few. Mm -hmm. So when I came here to Vegas, connected with five of your foodies. Okay. So we film uh, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and then the last episode, I said, I want everybody to come. And they didn't, a lot of them didn't know each other. All right, so and so, this is so and so, so and so, this is so and so. Everybody shook hands, everybody hugged, everybody exchanged numbers. And I told them, listen, guys, you guys got to be united because Vegas is starting like LA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's starting to grow. Don't, don't do that. Don't do <laughs> that mm -hmm. they're doing over there. You know, be more united. Be more humble. See how you can help each other.
you know, and then, you know, you won't have, you're, you're going to probably are going to have some of those problems, of course, of course. but mm -hmm. not as extensive as over there. So like I said, my my movement is that one is 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 unite, unite, try to unite everybody. Yeah, I think part of the reason we have our platform as well is the same way because I'm born and raised here, and a lot of people you'll find they're not they'll move here from California, from other states, and they start their businesses here, and we don't have any problems with that. But I take a little bit of an extra like I take pride. extra pride in being able to like organize things in my city and call someone who has a business or a talent or some kind of, you know, whatever project they're working on and telling their story, telling the behind the scenes. And that's why I appreciate when people like you come to our city and show, you know, Thank showcase you. those kinds of people. So really for me, if nobody else has said it, I want to say like, we Thank appreciate you. you. Yeah. Um, so obviously you have a lot of experience. You've been doing food. You're, you've been a foodie for years. One yes. of the originals, one of the biggest ones. But I want to take it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. You're originally from Guadalajara. Mm -hmm. You moved to Whittier, California, Whittier. I believe, when you were like 11 or something yes. in the 80s. So what was that like? What was that transition like? You know, it was because um, I went from a little small town where, you know, probably ate frijoles all day and, and every day. I uh, never rode a bike. Uh, it was very, very small, you know. Um, grew up without my parents. My parents were here working. So I remember the day that I arrived here, it was the 4th of July, brother. Wow. So a little, little 11 year old kid, me, mm -hmm. coming here and all of a sudden seeing a bunch of fireworks all over the place and bam, bam, bam. And I, I remember thinking to myself, is this like that every day here? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you've never yeah. experienced yeah. anything else, that's all you, that's that's all you can go like, on. My goodness, that was cool. But I I think the the other thing that I that I got to experience like and this uh, we're talking about eighty one I know none of you were born in eighty one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a lot of Mexicans here mm -hmm. but then again uh, I came here at a time where it was embarrassed you were uh, people were embarrassed to speak Spanish right yeah and if you knew a little bit of English that's all you wanted to speak you did not want to speak Spanish. So then me going to school and seeing all the raza that I knew they spoke Spanish, they didn't want to speak one word, but they were embarrassed. Um, to me, that was so weird. And um, I, I, I remember I had an experience when I came here for fifth grade. Yeah, fifth grade. One guy, his name was Juan, but I call him Juan. Juan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, he did not want to speak a word of Spanish, I remember. And it got frustrating. Mm -hmm. So next thing led to another, and we got in a fist fight. Okay, whatever. We got in a fist fight, remember? Okay, mm -hmm. whatever. Anyways, um, I saw him like five years ago. And I recognized him right away. And I went at a restaurant, and I looked at him, and he was speaking Spanish perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I went up to him, I said, man, really, dude? <laughs> And then he like he didn't remember me, and I would, and then when he remembered, I was like, oh my god, yeah. He sat me down. He goes, you know what? I'm so sorry. Wow. He goes back then. It was uh, you. If you spoke Spanish, they'll make fun of you. Mm -hmm. So the little bit of English that we knew, that's all we wanted to speak, and we didn't want to say that we spoke any Spanish. Well, and I bet that was really hard for you because when you're coming from over there, yes. you don't really understand the yeah. language very well, and you're still trying to learn. And you would think, hey, this guy's. Same as me, he's Mexican, but he he doesn't want to even translate or I can't even speak to him because he doesn't want to speak Spanish. Yeah, yeah so I, I went through that and then I started seeing the, the movement with, with the food. Mm -hmm. And what's beautiful about food, food is like an international language. It's like me and you can be speak, I mean, don't speak the same language, but if there's food in between us, we can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the, the growth of food culture it has grown a lot so now for instance now people going to school to learn how to speak spanish you know if, if you don't know how to speak spanish then the door is kind of locked lock in front of you for a lot of things so all those people that where I, where I grew up with lost their spanish now they're kicking themselves like yeah because mm -hmm. they they see the importance right and i think know? it's been a movement now now people are proud like now you show it even mm -hmm. if you're like you're a little bit 
distance from that like maybe your fourth fifth generation mm -hmm. you take pride in that now like things like music movies um the culture the the customs and then you're right i think food is one of the things that brings people together the most mm -hmm. you know in every culture i think it's almost like a shine of a sign of respect mm -hmm. to sit down and share a meal with somebody yeah but what do you think distinguishes food from something like music or something like clothing why did you choose food specifically you know, probably it's something I had as a kid. As a kid, I was a uh, funny thing. I have five brothers, two sisters, very talented. I got brothers that are engineers. I got other brothers that are computer whiz, uh, other ones that freaking draw, you know, beautiful. So all my brothers and sisters are very talented. Mm -hmm. And me, I was like, okay, I don't know how to do none of that. You know, mm -hmm. none of that. But you know what? I can put out 15 tacos like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, so growing up, I saw that I was one of those kids, one of those kids, man, that people had to say, yeah, yeah, stop eating, mm. you know? So I had that going for me. And then uh, the other one, so the, the other thing that I used to hear a lot was talk too much, like talk too much, eat too much. That's my talent, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, food, I always love food. Mm -hmm. And um, so growing up, uh, e even before doing what I'm doing right now, I was a restaurant consultant for 20 years. People don't know that. But I travel all over, all over the States um, uh, teaching people how to, how to cook, um, management, marketing, I used to do food photography. Wow. So all that was food, 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 food for me. So, you know, traveling so much, I got to taste, learn tricks here and there, get in the kitchen and then cooking a little something here. So that's my passion. You know, talk about food, you got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> so you spent 20 years sort of honing your skills and now you transition that and you leverage that to put into like yes, your creative video. side. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm video. So it's like, I would, restaurants would hire me and I'll go to do a consulting. Mm. Said I'll get in the kitchen, I'll, I'll look at their systems, their marketing, how, to, how are they marketing. I'll do the photography, I'll design their menus, you know, uh, placing the pictures where people could see them, pricing them, knowing how to price things. All that 20 years. So mm. now, like, I'll, now I'm gonna put that on video. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, what was the scene like? Back then, I guess, what platform did you start on? Ah, uh, platform was marketing. No, but I mean, like, what social media or like, how, what what media did you use to sort of start your food okay. reviews? My food reviews, well, I started with off the bat with Instagram. With Instagram, okay. yeah. And then from Instagram, I I went to TikTok, mm -hmm. Facebook, and then I think the last one that I jumped into was YouTube. YouTube, yeah. yeah. Which one is your favorite? You know, I I love YouTube. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I love YouTube is, is one of those platforms where you can sit there, talk, and mingle, and so forth. Because when you, when you do like for instance on Instagram, it's just little takes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bam, 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 bam. That's why a lot of food bloggers love uh, love Instagram because hey, quick little takes. Yeah. Like TikTok. But with YouTube, you actually gotta sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. And you guys saw that yesterday. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know so. To be able to put all that now, now on, uh, you know, you can, you can showcase it, not worry about time, so forth. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I got videos, um, 45 minute long. Videos. Yeah. But, I, th I like that more too. Like, I like the long form. I know it's easy because also on Instagram and TikTok, you have people that don't even follow you that will see your videos. So like, yeah. it's easy for the numbers and stuff, but on YouTube, your subscriber actually like cares like yeah. they'll watch the 45 minutes of you talking yeah. and eating yeah yeah and they know like everything about you i'm sure yeah yeah <laughs> well it's interesting because youtube lends itself more to like that's what i call more personalities than like i guess like an instagram influencer because they're going through just a uh, short little form co like content of like this is what i'm doing this is what i'm wearing etc cetera, etc cetera. but youtube lends itself more to actually like display your personality and like you almost get to have like a like an like interaction with show, someone, yeah. Basically. And yeah. you kind of like you're almost there, like in their life, living with them, and it's like and you're interacting with them. So I've I've seen a, like a lot of people go up to like YouTubers, and they're almost like friends. Like yeah. you know, they all that they've done, 
all that they're currently doing, their hobbies, their family, maybe even. So it's like, it's really interesting to see. No, you're right. Because uh, sometimes I, I get a kick out of where I'll be somewhere, we'll be filming, and they'll invite, invite some other foodies to film as well. Yeah, I observe. And the one thing that I observe, I'm like, man, that's weird. You see someone with a straight face like that, like they're all mad. Okay, dude, we're going to film. Okay, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay, we're done doing them. Okay, whatever. You know, and I'm going, damn, man, like that's not you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what you say about YouTube, you're right. It's, it's you, you get to throw in there your personality, mm-hmm. who you are. So like, like with me, what I do is like when the camera is rolling, I'm like, you know what? camera's not even there I'm, I'm right here with this guy having fun yeah you know so every single guest that i had they would ask me okay well, what format are we using what do you want me to say dude it's you come in and we're gonna have a conversation whatever comes to your mind say it mm-hmm. you know that way we can flow better mm-hmm. and it's natural yeah you know and if I don't like something you said, I'll cut it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The power of editing. <laughs> the power of editing. <laughs> but you came into the game, I guess I would say, a little bit later. You're one of the older creators. And now you, you see like all these kids and they're like maybe in their late teens, early 20s, and they want to be foodies. They want to mm-hmm. be influencers. What do you think distinguishes the both of you? Like what advice would you have for someone that wants to get into the game? You know, um, let me put it this way. I, I remember I had, I don't know if you know who Rick Bayless is. Yes. Okay. Rick Bayless is freaking awesome. Probably one of the best, the, one of the best Mexican chefs. He's white. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I got the chance to interview him. And uh, I remember one of the questions that I had for him was, I told him, uh, Chef, what do you think of a 22-year-old chef? And he put a big old smile and he looked at me. He goes, hey. Would you let a 22-year-old do brain surgery on you? Mm. Hell no. (laughs) I said, well, how the heck can somebody call themselves a chef at 22 years old? He goes, it took me 15 years to kind of perfect mole. Mm. 15 years. Um, So you know what they're bringing to the table when when they say that. So my advice to a lot of the foodies, it would be, you know, uh, educate yourself uh, about something. Last week, I went to a place and, uh, and see what, what I do is when I go to a place and I don't like the food, I'm very vocal. Mm-hmm. So I went to this place and they, 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 uh, they gave me, um, what was it, uh, tortas ahogadas, carne su jugo, and I'm from Guadalajara, yeah. so I, I know that. Of course. Mm-hmm. So when they came and <laughs> torta, no, they didn't come here. Bring your chef, brought the staff, and I said, okay, um, can you guys take criticism, constructive criticism? Yeah. All right. Listen, this kind of jugo, you need to put some bacon in it. You need to make it this way and this way so you can have a little more flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to put a little cebollita cambray in there to make it look a little more original. Mm-hmm. The tomatillo has to be cooked this way so you can have a little, little flavor. Mm-hmm. And they wrote everything down. Like, oh, okay. And then I said, a torta, bro, a torta, that, that chile did not, no pica nada, bro. It's mm-hmm. a torta ahogada. You're supposed to be freaking moqueando and sweating with this. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, because people don't like spice. They don't, don't, don't order that. Yeah. This, yeah, this is a yeah. torta ahogada, man. And then at the end, the guy goes, "You know what? We had a couple of weeks ago. We had this big foodie, big foodie coming in, and he came in and he was like, mm, mm, it is delicious, the best torta, the best thing I had. Da, 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 pay me.' And then he left. And he goes, now we see the difference. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what uh, when you educate yourself with certain food." Then uh, people people take you more serious, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like me growing up or, or 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 doing what I do, I used to receive criticism, but I used to get it. Like you know what? You're right. I need to get better. Mm-hmm. I need to get better. So for instance, right now you tell me birria, birria. I'm like, yeah. You know, my pueblo went back to my pueblo, all over Guadalajara, where the freaking birria was born. 
Avino Zacatecas. Mm -hmm. I have eaten the birria where they freaking cook it in a hole. Uh, fresh, fresh kill. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I know my taste buds for that. So that's yes. that's kind of what I bring to a table when I say, yeah, this, this birria is good. Right. Or, or this birria le falta, you know? Because yeah. sometimes they do, they do ask you, you know, who are you to criticize my food? Yeah. Yeah, this, this is my background, you know? Tacos, you know, eating tacos in <clears throat> 25 states all over Baja, you know. But then again, um, the other day somebody criticized me for carnitas. Can I say they're right? I know carnitas in LA. I know carnitas in Phoenix and a bunch of states here. But I haven't been to Michoacán. Mm. And they're right. Mm. So you get the criticism. And you know what? Michoacán's on my list. Me go to Michoacán. And I want, I want, want to not just go to the Canitas capital there. I want to go there, but I want to go all the way around. Of course. You know, I want to come back and be smelling like Canitas. But <laughs> with a knowledge already of right. Canitas. So the foodies, they, they got to go through all those steps. Not worry about, oh, um, I, I got more numbers than you. Yeah. You know? So a lot of them, that's how they base themselves as they're better. If you're a business owner, you know, you you want criticism, like constructive criticism. I want somebody to come and taste and tell me that damn truth. You know? Not come and say, you know what, let me pay a bunch of money. Come and say the food is good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the difference when you separate, like, fast, quick success and yeah. something that's sustained long terms for, like, many yes. years. Because anybody can come in, especially now with Instagram and, and TikTok specifically, like, one video can go viral and... Yeah. You're famous and you can become a well-known foodie or even a restaurant, but eventually your reputation catches up with you and you're oh, like, yeah. you're not who you say you are. Your food is not as good or your reviews like, yeah, I went to that place, but it sucks. Like I've been to five different places that are within five blocks and they're way better than that yeah. place. But I think that's why you've lasted so long in the game. And I think that's why people respect what you say, because you have that pedigree of having the education. Yes. And having the the background knowledge and traveling to where these foods are born mm -hmm. and seeing the difference between something there and something here in the states. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And, and I I have a buddy of mine. Uh, you probably see him a lot in my videos. Young Quicks, a yeah. rapper. Mm -hmm. And he was interviewed the other day, and then I was looking at his interview. And I called him up after. I said, "Dude, what would you say on that on, on that on the podcast?" Mm -hmm. And it's so true. Like, Quicks has been, he's been rapping since he was like 17 years old. You know, and, and he's one of the hardest workers I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, and you can tell that people respect him. He's, he, he's growing, he's up there, but he's going. And he was talking about, um, remember that one song that somebody came up with, uh, with uh, he was just kind of whistling? Oh, yeah. And kind of whispering. Remember yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah. He went crazy everybody will use it where is he now exactly why because because quick says he didn't put in the work you know success mm -hmm. came in like this real quick mm -hmm. but then again it's like you, you gotta back that up with something else exactly you know yeah something can go viral and then what oh there's there's one of those people with like a one-hit wonder but they can't back it up or oh, they don't put in the work exactly you know like for me, I sometimes like viral videos. You know, I got a couple, but I don't really pay attention to them. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm more focused on if the more I educate myself, the more I can help. Right. You know, other people. Like we were talking about um, this segment that I came to Vegas, the Al um, Pastor. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, came to play, and they asked me that question. Actually, tacos árabes. You yeah, guys heard tacos árabes? Yeah. They asked me that question. Do you know the history? Okay, I gotta know the history. Mm -hmm. Or else, how the heck mm -hmm. am I gonna be talking about Some tacos árabes, tacos al pastor, adobada? Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta know the history and you gotta know the difference. Right. You know, like somebody tells you, hey, what's the difference between tacos árabes and tacos al pastor? Oh, oh, what about adobada? So sometimes I hear people say, oh, it's all the same. What? <laughs> no, that's an insult. Yeah. So you gotta know your history, how how, how they got to Mexico, how they travel, 
how they change, you know, and, and the different tastes that you got. And that's being educated. Right. But foodies are like, ah, it's all the same. <laughs> because to them, like, mm-hmm. they care about the numbers. They're like, oh, if I just eat this food and it looks presentable and I say it's good, like, yeah. it'll go viral. Yeah. You know? There was this one um, restaurant, and I, I criticized the hell out of it, but I didn't do it publicly, though. Yeah. Um, they would do queso birria tacos, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then they started stacking them, like, like, in, uh, like this way, this way, this way, and they create, like, a little, like a little cake. And then the tortillas came in different colors. Mm. They mount them up on top. On the top, they put a couple of tacos sideways. And then they'll pour a bunch of more birria on top. Mm. Light up a candle. Okay. <laughs> For Instagram, that is badass. Yeah. Now try to eat that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so most people will go there. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, okay. You guys want to eat it? Uh, no, thank you. It was gross. Yeah. Freaking soggy tortilla, soggy everything. Mm-hmm. And then the birria, as soon as it hits, as soon as it gets a little cold, yeah. it, can't no, eat it. Yeah, no good. So you got all those, all those foods and all those, uh, again, all these foodies that just go for that. Look how pretty it looks. Mm-hmm. You know? And then there's other food that doesn't look that appetizing, but yeah, it's so damn good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's what I like to showcase. Absolutely. <laughs> So speaking about like the foodies, I think you've shown that you have sort of like that background, but still people love to criticize. There's always the people that are, you know, the chefs at home, like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about and stuff. Do you have any memorable like hate comments? Like what's the most memorable hate comment that you've you ever received? Um, I, I literally love hate comments. Yeah. And uh, those are the comments that I practically write, have written on my head mm-hmm. and I look at them almost on a daily basis motivation yeah motivation and a lot of those are motivation but at the same time i put myself goals you know um was it about a month ago i have friends that are way up there in food network and so forth mm-hmm. so there's one guy that he's 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 up there in the food mm-hmm. network and then uh, uh I don't know if I did the, the correct thing of asking him, hey, what do you think about my episode? Hold on. It's back to me. They're trash. What <laughs> <laughs> he told me? Yeah. yeah. They're absolutely trash. That episode in Guadalajara makes no sense. It's trash. Mm. Those episodes you did with the Tempest Tacos, none of those tacos are good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then he topped it off at the end with says, oh, by the way, you have no authority mm-hmm. over food. I got all that. Boom, boom. Now, when I was, when he was talking to me, mm-hmm. there was somebody there in a the room with me, and they were hearing everything he was saying, and they were throwing a fit like mm-hmm. they wanted to kill him. Like, how dare he talk to you like that? Yeah. No, 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 no. You know, put the brakes. I want to get what he said. What, what is it that I can use? One is motivation, and the other one is, you know what? He's right. Maybe I need I need more. I need to educate myself more mm-hmm. so that I can have, like he said, authority over food. You know, you you, you gotta get that. But if you just get mad, lose all the yeah, yeah. You lose it, and then you're not gonna you're not gonna uh, gonna can't put grow. It, yeah, it can't grow. You know, so mm-hmm. that part where he said you don't have authority over food, right here in my forehead, mm. right here. So that right there for me is like educate more. Right. I got to get more educated. Right. That's why I went to freaking uh, Yagualica. Oh, yeah. You know, so when I went to Guadalajara, everybody was raving about the chile. This is the only chile we use for, for tortas ahogadas. Mm-hmm. Only chile, all right? What is it? Chile Yagualica. Where? A town like two hours away. Okay. Go to Yagualica. And you saw me there. Now it's like, can, can somebody tell me, you know, that I don't know about Chile Yagualica? But it was in the freaking fields. Yeah. You yeah. know, picking Chile. He didn't have, you know, he with a taco from... came out and he would show me, he gave me all the rundown about the Chiles. 
Now I know chiles, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eating it with the with the bolillo with queso fresco. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. We saw that. I saw the TikTok where you guys were like, uh, you're in the back handing him out chiles. Yeah. You're like, all right, yeah. we have to try this. Like, and dude, that was that was one of the most delicious things we had out yeah. there. Like like somebody say, what's the one of the one of the most thing, delicious thing you got there? That one. Mm-hmm. So it was like fresh bolillo. Mm-hmm. And then the driver was like, dude, there's a place right here, a little ranchito, a little house. Just queso fresco, like man, I eat it. We just bite it. I said, "Well, we got bolillo." Mm-hmm. So when got the bolillo, they're like, "Wait a minute, we still got those chiles from Yawalica cut yeah. straight from the field." Man, we're hungry. and then and then with a the coca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Always with the coke. The Always with the coke. But specifically, that comment about not having authority over food. Do you search to have authority over food, or do you just want to be someone that has the background knowledge? gives people the information and then they do whatever they want with it. I think authority it's um or like how would you define yeah how would yeah. you define like having authority? I think I think authority for instance is it comes and and I, I was kind of dissecting that because like I said that the guy that told me that he's a very super smart guy. Right. Super smart guy. And I he, he's he's a really good writer. James Beer uh, award writer. So he's good. Mm-hmm. So I said okay what the hell does that mean? Does that benefit me? Or how can I get there? Or what, what, what can I use it for? Right, right. So, for instance, if, if, I, if I have authority over food, it means I know exactly how food tastes like. Mm. So, in other words, having authority, it means my comment or my observation, it counts. People will be like, oh, damn. It makes it papa said it oh okay that's authority that's that's how i see it okay you know so so right now like if somebody invites me to eat something and i said okay i know i know that dish very well so now i feel like i have authority over it mm-hmm. versus somebody that like yeah you know i think i had it a couple of times then they don't have authority right you know so you want people to have authority that can tell you you know the honest truth mm-hmm. about a certain dish or item and about the food network i guess the way specifically traditional i would call it media or television did things it's very structured it's a lot of rinse and repeat there's things that are kind of like tried and tested but it almost feels like for a while there was no innovation anymore someone kind of just made like how it should be and then everybody else followed that but you are an independent creator mm-hmm. you kind of do your own way you have your own style so how much are you looking to like replicate that or are you just looking for something that's completely your own great question brother i love it you're good (laughs) now you remembered the the taco chronicles yes taco chronicles i love that show you know when i saw it in mexico they go to mexico and they were like okay barbacoa or they went to hidalgo Mm -hmm. and they went birria they went to jalisco and they you know they went deep in there mm-hmm. and then they brought the taco chronicles here to the, to the states yeah did, uh, did they make it to vegas uh, i don't remember yeah I don't but remember. i don't think so but um i'm la bro mm-hmm. i i was born there i know every single restaurant every single uh corner hole food so they taco chronicles came to la mm-hmm. so i was like okay this is interesting because I know my food in LA. But what I saw is that they kind of went in there and just feature whoever was Instagram famous. Right. And I took that to offense. Like, what? That's not the best in LA. Yeah. He's not the best in LA. Like, there's there's more people that are way better than so and so. Why did they do that? Because it was Instagram famous. They didn't do their work. It's for the views. And they didn't have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. well so when i saw that thing it motivated me oh and then uh taking it back a little bit and then somebody else also told me that i would never make it to netflix mm. you will never make it to netflix you don't have it but so i got that taco chronicles and no you know what if nobody wants to give me my, my show right now i'll create my own show right mm-hmm. 
So I started, I, I started with a 10 best tacos. And I started creating those. I got my camera crew, awesome, editing the whole shebang. It one, the two, the three, the four, boom. Okay, now let's do some Mexico travels. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of doing everything on my own, putting everything that I know uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And you can see kind of creating my, 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 uh, my own way. Mm-hmm. If in the future, let's say Netflix or a network wants to come, it would be where, you know what? These are my episodes here you know make a deal or whatever they publish him but i would not be a puppet mm-hmm. where they tell you okay so you're gonna go over there and you're gonna say you like it and you're gonna film it and bring me that and that's what we're gonna put yeah no you but know? i think that's also where you have yourself an even bigger bargaining chip mm-hmm. because you can say okay i don't if you want me to do it, i won't do it yeah. but i have my show already it's tried and tested <clears throat> i have millions of views on my channel yes. people love my content and I think that gives you like an even extra that gives them an extra incentive to be like, okay, he he's already proved that it works. Let's bring him on. Let's give him like, you know, a bigger camera crew, more editors and yeah. run the show. Choose where you want to eat. We'll re- just record. Control. Having be able to have control mm-hmm. is it's key. Um I gotten a lot of offers with people that want to manage me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right away, you know, big old contract is big with little, little tiny ass little words. <laughs> and try to read and, you know, no, no, you know, they're trying to own you. Yeah. You no, know, no, everything you do has to go through them. and They tell you what to do. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like that. You know, I don't, I don't, I never want people to tell me you gotta, you gotta like this. Yeah. You gotta say you like this. <laughs> But uh, but you know what the the the, uh, the process is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in control, right? Of, of the whole thing. I'm I'm doing a uh, Vegas was in my mind for a minute, and I'm so happy I did it. Mm-hmm. And then from here I got a uh, Mexicali to do. I want to go to Yucatan. I want to mm-hmm. go to uh, Monterrey, do uh, Michoacan, mm-hmm. and you know expand. Uh, overseas I got a. Uh, uh, Thailand, Thailand. I, I, I got with, with Mark Waynes. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with him. I got a really good uh, buddy of mine in Spain. Um, I got chefs in Australia that I, I got invites from them wow. in, in Dubai as wow. well. Really? Uh, That's interesting. It's pretty cool, bro. I mean, yeah. I sit back and I say, damn, look at everything I got in front of me. Yeah. that's amazing and I bet know? it's like a little bit like almost like it validates like all of the work you've put in yeah. to have created like a network to be able to reach out and mm-hmm. pretty much like pick and choose like the kinds of things you either want to try or the places you want to go or the people you want to talk mm-hmm. to and it feels good um but at, at the same time you gotta keep yourself humble mm-hmm. and and i can see because you gotta really really balance balance that out yes uh, it's very easy to get distracted. Like, which an example, like um, you go to, I, I go to a place, public place, mm-hmm. and sometimes I got in a line of 15, 20 people wanting to take pictures, autographs, and so forth. Yeah. If you start thinking about that, then you start. Yeah. <laughs> no. You gotta, I mean, I, I try to block that off my head. Mm. Every single person that comes and asks for a picture, I'm so grateful. Very grateful. Um, and you gotta keep that going. When I went to Jalisco, uh, I was sighting sombreros. Yeah. Oh, how badass was that? You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, <clears throat> you gotta keep yourself humble. Right. You know. And how much of that is like the people that you keep around you? Ah, uh, what do you mean? Like how? Like how much? Because obviously, like you, like you said, you're very selective on who you want to work with. Mm. Uh, there's been people who want to manage you. I'm sure there's big corporations that reach out mm. for deals, and you're like, I don't think so, not now. Mm. Um, but how important is it to keep maybe like the same people that you kind of started with, and how what role do they play in like keeping you humble? Huge like, role, bro. Huge. I, you, I mean, if you ask me where where, where I go eat, right with those people. Mm-hmm. I hardly eat at restaurants, like big restaurants. I always go back to the people that I started with, and there's people that I that I started with that I still go back there and help them out with their with, with their business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but at the same time, you know, as as far as my personal life, I keep my circle real small, mm-hmm. <laughs> real small. 
And, and it is for a reason. It's just protection. Of yeah. Course. Of course. Yeah. What's been the most moving story that you've had the chance to be a part of in like helping someone? Ah, uh, you know, um, there's one story that one day I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there on YouTube, but sure. I, I can narrate it a little bit. Sure. There was a couple of kids in uh, Arizona mm-hmm. that uh, invested a bunch of money in a little little taco spot, and I I went there. And I I saw how they were making their tacos. They're so bad. I didn't even want to bite them. I didn't even want to <laughs> try them. And I said, "Dude, are you serious? Yeah. That's what you want to sell here? Yeah." They listen. If I feature that, they're gonna make fun of me. They're gonna make fun of you. Let me come back tomorrow. Let me get in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and I'll show you how to make some badass food. I'll, I'll show you how to make menu. They're gonna be able to sell. And you're gonna sell the hell out of it here. And they're like, "Let's go." Following day, got in the kitchen, and I I remember I, I made them a line called Surf and Turf. Mm-hmm. So tacos, shrimp and carne asada, little little sauce, little oil sauce. I show them how to make the sauce, how to todo con quesito, mm-hmm. and at the end, like here, you try it. They're like, oh, dude. I said, listen, with that you can make quesadilla, you can make nachos, you can make a soap as you can make surf and turf. Gave, gave him that menu. Came back six months later. Pack, bro. Wow. Off of that menu. And I said, I got a couple more items for you. So I went in the kitchen, showed him a couple more items. Mm-hmm. Make long story short, right now they got six locations and three Man. food trucks. And uh, this last time that I went, you know, they hugged me and they were like, dude, you freaking say that. But all we got here is because you came in and you told us the truth about our food. You know, a lot of people come be like, oh, yeah, it's a good taco, bro. They didn't you tell us the damn that. truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You came here, you told us the honest truth, but at the same time, you helped us. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the most rewarding stories that I have. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. What are they called? Uh, the taco spot. The taco spot. Yeah, okay. in, uh, Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Be sure to check it out next time we're in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I got that. Uh, coolest stories I think that happened to me was uh, I was interviewed by the Spirit America. Wow. Yeah, that, that, that felt good. Yeah. To be recognized. And uh, because it felt good because the, the producers there were like, you know mm-hmm. what? We're looking at all these foodies. Even mm-hmm. though at, at that time there wasn't that many, but there were, there were still a lot of them. Right. Throughout the whole state. And they're like, we picked you. Woo. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that feels good. I bet yeah, that feels good. <laughs> yeah. Is there anybody that you're looking or like maybe not looking forward to, but you would be open to collabing with anybody whose work you admire? It could be like content creators, brands. Yeah, anything. you know what? Um, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna say this, bro. Um, there's a lot of us Latinos mm-hmm. up there mm-hmm. that made it big, yeah. huge, but they don't want to look down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so a, a, a lot of those people lost my respect. Mm. Where I used to say, you know what, I I, I want to meet that guy. You know, how I, you know, but seeing how they are, like, they don't want to even look at you. They don't want to look at Rasa. They're, they're just up here. I'm like, I'd rather work with somebody that is not that well known, mm-hmm. but is going to help me. Uh, I'm going to be able to help him go. How many times have you seen people? saying um, somebody real famous shows up at their restaurant yeah. or whatever and they take a picture with them. Yeah. Okay, cool, right? Yeah. God, I, you were with so-and-so went to your place. Okay. Did he put you on his page? Right. Did he did anything for you? Right. No. You know what they did? They went in their freaking freeload. Yep. Freeload off your whole restaurant. They probably feed the whole, the whole family and everything. You just take a picture of me with you. What does that benefit you? Yeah. Just to brag that you were there with somebody? That part bothers the hell out of me. And you got a lot of people up there that that are doing that. That's why I tell myself, man, if I ever freaking make it right there, I don't want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I still want to be the, with the mentality that I have right now. Like right now, for instance, what I, what I, what I love doing, like maybe like once a week, I'll pick a vendor. I I will hear a, a story of somebody and I just show up. I show up there 
Come all the love. Dude, I'm here. I want to eat tacos and we're going to do a video and I'm going to put you on all my pages and I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, just go help. One day I was, I was hearing this kid, 16 year old kid making hot dogs. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you saw that, those videos. Yeah. But you know what? I just showed up. You know, I just showed up and boom, we did videos. He had a freaking line next day. And I went back again and hit him again and bigger yeah. line, you know? Yeah. That's, that's how you, you're supposed to do it, I think. Yeah. But um, I, I think I already met one of my freaking biggest heroes and I got to work with him. Who uh, is that? Mark Wayne. Okay. Mark yeah. Mark Wayne. You didn't know Mark Wayne? Yes. Okay. Now, that guy is, is special in every way. Um, quick story about Mark Wayne. There was one, one, one uh, guy uh, in L.A. Mm-hmm. He, was, um, he was also um, just an influencer. 300,000 followers, mm-hmm. 400,000 on YouTube. Oh, shit. Met him. And I remember he said, hey, you want to do a little, have a little cam in one of my videos and one of my YouTube? Sure. I went there. He didn't mention me. He didn't follow me. He just put me there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So then I remember I, t- I told him, I, uh, talking to him, I said, hey, um, can we collab? Sure. Sends me a bill for $10,000. Man, I got the bill and I laugh. I said, "Damn!" <laughs> the following day, Mark hits me up. Ten million followers, and he's like, "Dude, I love, I love your videos. I love your personality. I want to invite you to come and be in my show." Mm-hmm. Wow! So I went there, man. I probably did like freaking fifteen episodes with Mark, <laughs> <laughs> and you know he was paying for me for everything. Mm-hmm. And I said, why can't freaking Rasa do it? be like that? Yeah. You know? But uh, but it's something we got to break. We got to educate ourselves a little more. Because, you know, like, you make it a little bit, and yeah. Yeah, we think <laughs> we're at the top. But, yeah, Mark, Mark Wayans was, was it for me. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's so backwards because a lot of the times, too, when you're broke and you go somewhere, they don't care about you. Like, you could be starving on the street and you ask someone for food they're like no and then they see the next guy who's rich can buy anything he wants and it won't affect him like anything and they're like hey you want this for free you want that for free you want this for free and of course they do it for marketing and to look cool but it's so backwards like it makes absolutely yeah, huge, no sense huge yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's it's and, and and that's like for me sometimes when i measured i get people that come and said be your friend dude no 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 and i said okay in Mexico, Papa, this fool will not be talking to exactly me. Yeah. like that, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you notice how they speak to other people too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so crazy. Yeah, it's not good. So you know, I I think wisdom starting. I, I would say studying the the, the foodie at a, at a late age. Mm-hmm. It got me a little more savvy, a little more smarter. I think you because you know a lot about life. Mm-hmm. That feeds into like your personality and the way you conduct yourself, the way you do business. And I think that's the reason you wouldn't trust a 22-year-old to do brain surgery on you. <laughs> Regardless of how talented he is, mm-hmm. I yeah. think he just hasn't seen enough things. Yeah. And it's just a time thing. It's an age time. thing. Um, so that kind of almost can't be cured yeah. unless you mature and you take the time to like just be patient with it and let it grow organically. So that, that was one of the biggest, I said, things that I got from uh, Rick Bayless. Yeah. And I was like, wow, beautiful. That's yeah. And it's true. If you apply that in life, it's like, you're right. So now it's like some restaurants get all like, <clears throat> see like, a, like I said, a 20 year old kid with like a million followers. <gasps> We're going to invite him to a restaurant to see what he thinks about our food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say marketing, you yeah. know, maybe mm-hmm. making marketed, but yeah. that's uh, that area is like very. Yeah. It's like that kid was eating pe- peanut butter and jelly last year. Yeah. What does he know about food? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah but uh but it's cool you know like i said the, the, this industry is is pretty cool i i enjoy it a lot mm-hmm. i get to meet a lot of people uh and every city that i go mm-hmm. you know amazing absolutely and besides your i guess you told us about your future traveling the episodes in the countries you want to visit and shoot uh what's the next step for mexi papa next step for mexi papa i think um get better brother I'm trying to get better Mm-hmm. 
trying to create better content, um, uh, try to show better content as well, travel more. Um, that's practically it. Uh, I get asked that question a lot where they, they tell me, okay, where do you want to go? What's your ultimate goal? Mm -hmm. And I got asked that many years ago. And I always answer with this. I said, well, you know what? I just see a path. I see a path and I see a light. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. And I'm just going at that path as hard as I can. And then opportunities jump in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like, like right now I'm talking, I'm right now I'm talking to two big sponsors, mm -hmm. huge. They're going to be huge for me. And that's going to be big, but I wasn't aiming for that. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm going hard and they just, Hey, boom, jump in. Let's work. Yeah. yeah. I think that's common. Like people like to help people that are helping themselves. Mm -hmm. So when a lot of people think like you just got lucky or like this person oh. just got lucky, but it's like luck is literally just a combination of being in the right place, right time, but you have to be prepared because the million dollar opportunity can knock on your door. But if you're not prepared, it's going to skip you that's and go to the right. next door. Dude, you know, this footy thing is crazy, crazy. A lot of people start and then they stop. Some go. But they're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. But I remember, like I said, starting as a foodie. I remember traveling from LA all the way up to Seattle, driving, sleeping on rest stops, picking pop tires, uh, food, gross uh, uh, hotels. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you get into bad neighborhood. People wanted to kick my ass. <laughs> um, all that. I had, I went through all that, you know, I, I, I felt like I put in the work. Absolutely. And now I see somebody that they don't want to do that. They want to take know? the easy they way. They want to take the, the easy way out. But it's cool. You know what? Be doing it that way. It kind of builds uh, the yeah, story. Built me, made me who I am, uh, made me a little stronger. I appreciate things more versus somebody that hasn't seen all that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more fulfilling for you too, mm -hmm. because I always say like, regardless of whether we hit, I don't know, 10,000, a million, 10 million, I want to be good. I want to be able to walk around my city and everybody's like, oh, you're that guy that talked to this person. You helped that person. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, for you, you can go broke tomorrow. Like the content could just not be it anymore. But because you're so good to people, they say, Baba, come eat. Oh, I stand taco. Yeah. The next place. Yeah. Come eat some menudo, some birria, whatever, because of who you are mm -hmm. as a person. And you know what's cool? Um, and like I said, stuff that I don't talk about. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I go weeks without paying a single penny of food. Mm. And not that I go out there and try to look. Right, right. And a lot of times I don't I want to pay. Hell, sometimes like the other day I was in this freaking mall. And I wanted some Panda Express. Panda Express, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he comes like I running from the thing the manner he goes, Oh, you're that one guy. No, 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 no. What do you want? I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. But you know what? I I take it and I say, you know what? Something I tell myself, you know what? I deserve this sometimes. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I uh, I deserve it. Absolutely. Or, or I will uh, we'll be traveling like it's time that I was coming from Vegas. Same thing, like, what is the restaurant? Let's go. Mm -hmm. And then here comes a little note from the manager. Hey, Tom, thank you for what you do. Wow. You know, mm -hmm. like, damn. Well, I think that's kind of like a reward for, like, you've almost put out so much good into, like, the universe that it's coming back to you, yeah. like, multiplied over. I, th I, th I think that's, like, a true saying is, like, if you've always just done good by people, most people are going to do good by you. Yeah. I was in Mexicali, brother, and Chinese restaurant, mm -hmm. no Chinese food in Mexicali. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I would say in dollars, Mexico, yeah. probably about two, three hundred dollars of food. Mm -hmm. But you know, I invited everybody. It's like, you know what? Here comes a little freaking note. Come. Like, no. And I was like, no, no, no. And wait a minute, who's the owner? The owner came back. He goes, come on, dude. You know, he goes, you came here one time. And you, we saw you when you left. Now you came back like hell. We got, we, we got to take care of you. Wow. But uh, but like I said, it, it felt good. You felt like your, your job pays off, right? You mm -hmm. know, 
So, hey. <laughs> what a good reward, huh? Eating for free. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good reward, but uh, those are probably one of the most hated comments that I get. This guy just goes around and reloads. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know? But they don't know all the work that I put in. Absolutely. All I said is, dude, nothing for free. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nobody will give you unless they see some kind of benefit back you know mm-hmm. benefit or they appreciate what you do mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes they get mad because they don't got none of that you know right <laughs> <laughs> okay mexi papa you came to our city to try food you've been all over the country you've tried countless dishes but i want to ask you is the on the run podcast mexi papa approved hell yeah brother you guys were awesome you know what i love uh, yeah. i love about this podcast you seem like you guys did your homework. Yeah. Yeah. You guys asked the right questions, and I was very surprised. I appreciate that. <laughs> and that, that usually leads to a good conversation. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you, you coming. I appreciate you coming on the platform. Thank you so much for coming to the city, and uh, we hope for, hopefully we see you next time you're out here as well. Yes. yes. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, I'm sure everybody knows, but for people that don't know, do you want to tell them where they could find you on social sure. media? Right on this camera right here? Yes, right here. Well, guys, if you guys want to know what I'm all about or what I do, uh, check out my channel, Mexi Papa Adventures. That's how you're going to find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to look at my, my episodes that I have, my travels, go to YouTube. That's where it's at. Awesome. <laughs> Jay, do you want to shout out your socials? Uh, so right now, the main one I just built is like kind of the personal Instagram. It's J underscore from 702 is on Instagram. Absolutely. And guys, check out the podcast, please. The podcast page is on the run.pod on Instagram, on the run pod on TikTok, on the run podcast Facebook page. Check out my personal Instagram. It's at AKABTG. And we'll see you guys here next week for another episode. Peace. Peace. Awesome. <laughs>